This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Intern Nate. Not a worker. He's not a worker, folks. Intern Nate is not a worker. Studios in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. We're going to dive into the newscast here in just a few minutes. But first, we've got some real talk. Starting next week, on Tuesday, we're not working Monday, it's Labor Day. Fake Labor Day. Still, we're taking it off. <laughs> True. So, starting next week, on Tuesday, this newscast, the one you're listening to right here, this newscast, it's going to become subscriber only. This uh, isn't something we want to do. We've struggled over this decision for a bit, but ultimately... We're going in this direction for one primary reason. We want to continue making this show for you guys and girls and everyone. And in order to do that, we need a bit more financial support. So we're hoping that all of you who listen to the show each day, a lot of you, we're hoping that you chip in by subscribing to The Sentinel on Patreon and then keep listening every Monday through Thursday to the newscast, the show. We're not asking too much. $5 a month. You know, we do four shows a week, four weeks a month, roughly. So that's like 16 shows. Divide that by five bucks. It's like 30 cents a show. I haven't been doing the math on my phone, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's somewhere around that. Either way, it's it's cheaper than a call on a payphone. Cheaper. What's that? Yeah, they still exist. You can still find them. Uh, it's cheaper than a postage stamp that still exists. Uh, and to real Sentinel heads out there, it's cheaper than a chicken tendy per episode. Not frozen tendies, though. Those are pretty cheap, frozen chicken tendies. Depending on the brand. Right, right. So, subscribe right now or after you listen to today's show or whenever, just before next week. Subscribe so you can keep listening next week when this show goes on in its new form. Now, here's how you do it, okay? Go to patreon.com slash district sentinel, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash district sentinel. Pledge five bucks a month. That's it. It's pretty easy. You also get a bunch of perks when you do this beyond just being able to listen to this show. You'll get to watch this show live on the live stream. You'll get to read the weekly Sentinel zine, and you'll get a haiku. Plus, you'll join the community of other Sentinel listeners out there, all good people. Hello to everybody uh, watching right now, Madison, Keister, Luke. Nothing changes for you guys. You're all subscribers, so now you'll be uh, getting the show. Uh, well, as I said, nothing changes. Don't unsubscribe from this channel, though, the one you're currently using. Right, on SoundCloud or iTunes or however you listen. Because we're going to be releasing uh, our weekly interviews and a shortened version of the nightly newscast. Think traffic and weather on the 8s, but for Piss Town. Yeah. (laughs) For uh, all the things going on 
and the federal government and uh, and such that we bring for you now on this channel in a day to day. We're gonna be we're still gonna be doing a shortened version of that. Yeah, uh, we want to continue to release some nightly news to all. We still think of ourselves as doing something of a public service after all between some of the curse words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we still will be putting up content on this on this stream, but if you want the full newscast starting next week on Tuesday, subscriber only. Also some housekeeping. If you're having problems getting Patreon to upload nightly shows to your podcast app, just tweet at us, message us. We've uh we've helped people walk through this before. Yeah, we have. We can uh, we can coach you through this. We'll even call you. We'll call you like you, like your grandson, like a nice grandson, to help you coach you through this if need be. We're not afraid to do that. Okay, so again, if you want to keep listening to this newscast, you're going to have to subscribe before next week. The shows are going to start on Tuesday, and they're going to be good. They're going to be good, and the live stream is going to be good too. We've got a whole new camera setup coming, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have graphics and things like that. Also, looking ahead toward the election, we're going to have live election night coverage. So now is a good time to join the Sentinel community, if you ask me. <laughs> On that note, here are some haikus for our latest subscribers. This one is for William. Go on an airship. Fly it as far as you can. Beware of ice wall. Thank you, William. This is for pro-Israel bot. <laughs> Summertime, excuse me. Summer picnic time. Jake Tapper suddenly here. Ruined by troop picks. Ugh. Don't you hate when Jake Tapper shows up and ruins your picnic by talking about the troops? Thank you, pro-Israel bot. This one... <sighs> this one is for John McCain's ravenous tumor. People pick their own names, huh? Maybe that's their name. It's a good one. When one door closes, another door opens up. Henry Kissinger. Thank you, John McCain's ravenous tumor. Hmm, not the first time I've said that this week. <laughs> Finally, this is for Sabo Kitty. Washington rumors. Stop me if you heard this one. John Tester fucks banks. <laughs> thank you, Sabo Kitty. And thank you to all the new subscribers. It's patreon.com slash District Sentinel. It's Tuesday, August 28th, 2018. Here's the news. Steve Mnuchin was sent out before the press this morning to clarify the president's trade policy. Yesterday, Trump unveiled the framework for a new trade deal with Mexico. As sex having Steve noted, Canada still may or may not join. 
The President's objective is to have deals with Mexico and have a deal with Canada. And if we could do it as one deal, we'll do it as one deal. If we do it in two deals, we'll do it in two deals. There's lots of things in here that are all new. Um, I would think that Canada would be very much on board with stronger intellectual property, stronger protections, modernizing the agreement. So I, I'm hopeful that the open issues with Canada can be resolved quickly. Mnuchin also repeated something the president asserted yesterday. The White House can unilaterally pull out of NAFTA whether Congress likes it or not. The president has said all along that he has the right to terminate NAFTA. That was a big part of, quite frankly, getting Mexico and Canada to the negotiating table. I think they were fine with the status quo. Well, I'm no constitutional law expert, as is abundantly clear by now. <laughs> but someone, please... I dare you, explain to me why a president can bomb a foreign country without Congress, but can't pull out of a trade deal. Love our system. Our shipbrain president wants to investigate Google because he doesn't like what comes up when his name is searched. Same. <laughs> In a series of tweets on Tuesday, the president claimed, quote, Google search results for Trump news shows only the viewing reporting of fake news media. In other words, they have it rigged. For me and others, so that almost all stories and news is bad. Fake CNN is prominent. Republican, conservative, and fair media is shut out. Illegal 96% results on Trump news are from national left-wing media. Very dangerous. Google and others are suppressing voices of conservative and hiding information in news that is good. They're controlling what we can and cannot see. This is a very serious situation. Will be addressed. Woo. He's going to die on the toilet. Yeah. Uh, after after the tweets, Trump's economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, told reporters that the White House was looking into Google, doing some, quote, some investigation and some analysis. Google is almost certainly not rigging searches to screw conservatives. But the company has a total, total fucking monopoly on just so many basic web services. I mean, our, our big baby president, again, so close to getting something right, but his brain is too soaked in sugar to make the right point. Next month marks the 10-year anniversary of the crash of Lehman Brothers, a key moment during the subprime mortgage crisis. The financial collapse revealed a rotten banking structure top to bottom from the re retail level to regulators to the ratings agencies. Today, one of the ratings agencies that helped Wall Street peddle shitty mortgages was again in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Moody's agreed to pay more than $16 million to settle charges with the Securities and Exchange Commission. According to the SEC, a firm contracted by Moody's to analyze asset bundles failed to maintain proper internal controls between 20, 20, excuse me, 2010 and 2013. Again, the assets at the heart of the charges were residential mortgage-backed securities. It's almost like someone at Moody's saw the Charles Ferguson documentary Inside Job and said, maybe we should probably at least try to be not bad. Maybe we could try a little bit. And because Moody's corrected inaccurate ratings, that's according to, the, to today's filing, the SEC couldn't not punish the company. Maybe I'm wrong. Either way, the agency said today the screw-ups impacted some $49 billion in assets. Seems like it was impossible for even the SEC to miss this one. A top official at the U.S. Interior Department is waltzing through the revolving door and joining oil giant BP next week. Downey Mag Magalanes, now the former deputy chief of staff at the department, 
was a close lieutenant of Secretary Ryan Zinke, and according to the Washington Post, she handled a lot of policy, including facilitating the administration's push to resource, open up more resource extraction on public lands and waters, like more offshore drilling. She also reportedly oversaw the effort to shrink two national monuments in Utah, Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante. That was uh, last December that the president decided on that. The Post obtained Magalane's calendar and found that she took three meetings with BP officials last year, between January and August 31st. Naturally, she is reportedly joining BP's government affairs team, or its lobbying arm, Textbook revolving door right here. Worth noting, the Trump administration has an ethics pledge in effect that prohibits appointing government officials from lobbying their agencies for five years after they've left. We'll be lucky if it lasts even five days in the case of Magalanes. I wonder what role she had in Zinke's plans to raise a special flag when he was in the uh, building. More flag talk. Finally, Rashida Tlaib won her primary earlier this summer, winning the Democratic nomination in John Conyers' former district. She's expected to represent the Detroit area constituency in January. Tlaib joined us for an interview earlier today. We started by bringing up her support for a one-state solution for Palestine and Israel. The liberal Zionist group J Street pulled its endorsement of Tlaib, and we asked if she's experienced any pushback from fellow Democrats considering the party's current dim view of equal rights for Palestinians. No, no pushback. And there hasn't been a full discussion, obviously. And I don't think this is like the number one issue that comes up within the Democratic caucus. I mean, the members of Congress that I have been in contact with, this is not something that is of issue. It's primarily, you know, focused on how do we um, make sure that we turn out people in our individual congressional um, uh, races, you know, making sure that people are, you know, having access to the voting, uh, booth and, uh, making sure everybody's vote is counted. And so we, I've been primarily as an attorney trying to play a more of a role of making sure that there's not voter suppression, uh, around the country. And, uh, so that's been primarily our focus is making sure in November, there's not a lot of pushback by, um, um, or any kind of abuses by uh, various right-wing organizations and trying to block people from voting. I imagine that's probably uh, more of a problem in Michigan with a guy like Rick Snyder as governor. Yeah, I think possibly. But, I mean, I can tell you in Detroit especially, we've had some issues in regards to lights coming off in the middle, like the electricity went went out a couple of polling locations, a number of ballots not being able to be counted. Uh, So this is happening, I think, all over. And I look, I think some people, it is intentional, but it's also, um, to be honest, incompetence, uh, lack of organization on a number of city clerks throughout my district, especially. And so I've been really focused on trying to make sure that in November, uh, when people are coming out to vote, for, you know, Gretchen Whitmer and a number of other really great um, progressive women and uh, Democrats that they are going to be counted, that those votes are going to be counted. So I'm really focused on that. And again, we we haven't really been talking about specific issues, uh, and, and complex ones, especially when, uh, you know, the biggest issue right now is access to the voting booth. On foreign policy, uh, more generally, 
there are already laws, at least on paper, preventing the U.S. from supporting human rights abusers, the so-called Leahy laws. What do you think Congress should be doing differently? We do something that's, I think, is a practice that I think we should use in, in not only in foreign aid, but other areas where, you know, we don't provide federal aid or grants to states that would, you know, promote segregation and inequality and discrimination. So we should be doing the same thing uh, regarding any aid that American taxpayers provide any country, any entity, including private companies, uh, is the is you know trying to promote those values and trying to support those values. And I again, we do it to states uh, throughout the country. Uh, we hold back any funding if they don't um, abide by the Constitution and abide by various acts that we 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 pass to you know support integration, support equality, support. Uh, people being able to be free of discrimination. On the issue of uh, uh, of foreign aid and back again to Israel-Palestine, and then we'll, then we'll move on to something else. But I know that there are a lot of uh, law enforcement agencies in the U.S. Uh, that have exchanges with Israeli law enforcement. And uh, some activists have argued that these should probably be prohibited because Israeli law enforcement... Uh, discrimination is encoded into how they do things. Do you think you might be able to get uh, support from from some House Democrats on on that issue? Maybe trying to push back against against these exchanges. Yeah, I think for me, as uh, a child uh, raised in a Palestinian immigrant household and still having family in the West Bank, my hope is that I'm able to humanize this this issue. I even think that my African-American neighbors here in the 13th Congressional District are still struggling to humanize what police brutality really means to them and their family members. And so for, for my role in trying to push back and, and, and showing people what the impact, the human cost and impact it is uh, to allow militarization of police force and what you know inequality and injustice really looks like and so my personal stories of my grandfather my grandmother my uncles my aunts my cousins all experiencing uh is something that i'm going to bring to the table and i want to do the same thing in trying to uplift my african-american members of congress who want to show you know what it means to be african-american in our own country here uh with you know the increase of police brutality and discrimination so that's my you know, hope. And that's something that I bring that's a different lens to this issue that is extremely complex. Well, I've been watching the Sasha Baron Cohen show on Showtime, and it looks like the uh, Israeli police training uh, has fooled a lot of people. I don't know if we should cut it off just yet. You can hear the full interview later this week on Friday. It'll be on the Sentinel cast. We talk about nationalizing oil companies and Sam Sachs casually hints he would blaze with Talib at the end and a not-at-all-awkward kicker. Subscribe at patreon.com slash district sentinel. Yeah, it's true. I did. <laughs> That's the newscast. Before we go, let's check out the listener rant line. Hey there, boys. This is Cleo. Senator John Mc... Should I say former Senator John McCain's brain tumor. <laughs> I hear you just got back from vacation. Hope you enjoyed yourself. 
I've been putting in a lot of overtime these past few months. Sure enough, I come into the office on Monday, and I find a goddamn layoff notice on my desk. Motherfuckers. I gave my life for this place 16 hours a day for three fucking months. I don't even qualify for goddamn unemployment. <sighs> Sorry, fellas. I don't mean to take it out on you. Anyway, I guess I also get a bit of vacation now. Time to start looking for another job. This economy and all. I hear uh, some George guy in Texas is hiring. Figure I'll make my way better down there. Anyway, welcome back. <laughs> uh, how nice of John McCain's tumor to call the show. All right. Uh, well, they, you know, more free time in the schedule right now. I suppose. So. One last call here. Uh, hello. This is former President Barack Obama. Calling you from in the stew with my uh, new and good friend, Takashi69. Uh, we're recording a, uh, uh emotional tribute rap for our late friend, uh, John McCain. I'm told it will fuck the whole game up. Uh, oh, I believe it's time to record. John McCain! <laughs> President Obama giving us a preview of his <laughs> eulogy for John McCain, which, uh, despite the call, I have a feeling it's going to be really bad. Uh, one last thing before we go, plugging Lena's transition crowdfund again. It's her birthday. It's her actual birthday today. Happy birthday, Lena. So I figured to celebrate her birthday, I will do a better reading of the URL. Good idea. HTTPS colon slash slash. Oh, that's unnecessary. GoFundMe.com slash help dash me dash wrap dash up dash my dash transition. Happy birthday, Lena. Happy birthday. That will do it for the show today. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. We'll play your message on air. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org. Subscribe to this podcast for now, for the time being, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review, give us a rating, tell your friends to listen. But more importantly, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Beginning next week, this show becomes subscriber only. We want you to keep listening, but you got to become a subscriber. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be. 